Warming up, 4549, Wednesday the 13th of May 2015. I don't usually use my Metro column for blatant self-promotion, though the initial reason I began it for what I thought was about an eight-week run was to subtly promote my 2012 tour. But today I did a double whammy of letting the <clears throat> commuting world know that I'm recording my DVD on Friday and I'm, going up, and I'm not going up to the fringe this year and what I'm planning to do instead. I think that that's a story that is worthy of a column, but I can't deny I thought it might help me shift a few tickets. I was wrong about that. It made no difference. I checked. Even so, sorry, there's some workmen outside in the hotel. I hope they won't disturb you too much. Even so, the DVD recording is going to be pretty much full, whereas Thursday I might have most of downstairs full. It's a big theatre, much as I would it'd be nice to sell out both shows, this is still acceptable. And plus the show will be recorded for posterity, as if posterity cares. I'm not sure I've taken all the routines as far as I can, so it's strange to think that I only have one more go before the whole thing is set in stone. My DVDs are made by the Flintstones. The news is probably out about my insane plan to do all my old shows and a new one over six weekends. A couple of comedy sites like Chortle and Beyond the Joe wrote about it, and The Independent wanted an interview. I suspected as I talked to the guy, who was on a very tight deadline, that he might not be entirely sympathetic, and sure enough he called my decision not to go to the fringe a boycott, which it isn't really, and suggested I might be being churlish, which I really don't think I am. My humorous complaints about toilet brushes and chopping boards come across as genuine grievances rather than comic relief. I'm still a fan of the fringe, but just don't think it's for me anymore for the moment. It's a bit annoying that he's written up like I'm petulantly walking away. I just realised that the fringe is maybe not the best place for me to do my shows and that it's not a bad thing for one of the more established acts to stand aside and give newer comics a tiny, tiny shot at getting reviewed or noticed. I think it's worth publicising the fact that A, most acts don't make money up there. I think the locals charge so much because they assume we're all rolling in it. The woman who rented me an expensive parking place seemed a bit crushed when I told her I might have lost tens of thousands of pounds. B, the fringe is in danger of being polarised with the acts in the middle being squeezed by the free fringe and the big TV names. It's a fascinating time for the fringe and I'm sure things will settle down and it'll go from strength to strength and maybe Axe will realise there's no value in spending huge amounts on advertising and PR. I've heard the PR agencies this year are informing their clients that they can't guarantee shows will get reviewed which seems to be saying there's no point in hiring us and the fringe can become about taking chances and experimenting and getting better at being a comedian. It's still worth it for all these things for newer and younger comedians plus the incredible chance to see what everyone else is up to and socialise and form friendships and working partnerships. I owe nearly everything I have to Edinburgh, and the money I've spent there has been well worth it, both in terms of what it's helped me create, but also ultimately financially. The massive loss of last year has not led on to anything else for me, in terms of the play at least, the stand-up tour will be my bread and butter, but it was paid off by the profits from the previous three years. But it'll be great if the free fringe proliferates, and it might be good if some of the big-end-of-name comedians took some time off. I once, with my tongue a little bit in my cheek, proposed an Edinburgh tax on the acts that make money, there are perhaps 10% of any significant profit will be paid in some fund that could be paid for new acts accommodation or whatever. Because just as it seems wrong that acts lose thousands of pounds at the fringe, it seems equally wrong that big acts who have plenty of money tumble up here and make tens of thousands. I also wondered if I could appeal to those breadheads by suggesting that some acts for whom Edinburgh had launched their careers banded together to buy a big building where acts could stay for fair and minimal rents. It could be rented at students in the year and the millionaires would have an investment in a building that would go up and up. Obviously, this is a dreamer idea. It would require a lot of work from someone. But it would be great if comedians banded together and tried to make things a bit fairer. They won't, but it would be nice if they did. The big acts I suggested this to argued, with some justification, I think, that their successful shows are already helping to fund the non-profitable ones. And maybe the big names draw some more punters up to the festival and mean they see other shows. I didn't really expect them to go for this voluntary tithe or non-profiteering non-profiting landlord scheme and as I said to the duplicitous independent journalist you can't ban people from the fringe for being too successful for the new acts there may be other ways to get their work out there and for the older acts maybe the fringe isn't the right place to be I love it still and will miss it though I think I spent more unhappy days at the fringe and happy ones even in good years there are always a couple of days at least where it hits you hard and heavy lays the head that relinquishes this crown 
according to the independent i've been dubbed the king of edinburgh i don't know how that started but it has to stop but also there's a lightness in my step knowing i won't be putting myself through the comedy mill again this year even what i'm even though what i'm doing instead is much harder it might not really be an edinburgh issue at all there are so many comedians trying to make it nowadays that the market can't sustain them all perhaps things need to be tough and bleak for a bit for a bit so that only the strong and obsessive survive. Maybe I won't be able to come up with a show without the deadline. Maybe I'll miss it all too much and be rushing back next year. Maybe I'm churlish and washed up and only doing this because I'm old and no one cares about my stupid comedy anymore. It's really not that. Damn the independent. That guy has got to me. Boycott the fringe, everyone. Boycott it. What do you mean you've already paid to take part? Um, okay, as you were, whatever. <laughs>